Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you very much also for your invitation. So um, are you hopeful when I talk about running on the presidential ticket? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Angola is going to host host these elections in August. And uh, looking at the current and general situation of the country, uh, which is marked uh, by the fact that, you know, we're having an economic recession, after, uh, let me say, maybe 15 or 10 good years of having the price of oil on the top at the peak, uh, at the end of the day, uh, people are deceived, you know, because... People have realized that, unfortunately, our government was not able to make strategic investments okay, to ensure uh, economic diversification so that uh, at any stage like the one we are today, if uh, the price of the oil came down, we were able to manage. So now the life of the people is very complicated. People are really having very difficult times uh, because our government, unfortunately, was not able to diversify our economy. And, mm. I, I, and I think that, uh, politically speaking, okay, this is giving okay, a lot of, uh, of, uh, of advantage to us because you know, after all that we have passed through, we gave time to our government to show up and at least we said, okay, try to do something for the people. Okay, we'll <laughs> talk about the MPLA and we'll talk about UNITA and, as you say, the uh, economic development of Angola, the should I say the hits or the misses uh, but more importantly I, I'm wondering from you do you think it's a level playing field there's been rumours although President Dos Santos says he's not going to run there have been rumours that he will somehow have a stranglehold in power people have said he's ruled the country with an iron fist whether that's a, a fair assessment or not your personal feelings on the political playing field at the moment yeah, I think that you know there is something strange which is going on about Santos. He said he announced uh, publicly that uh, he is not going to run anymore, uh, but at the same time, okay, he is still being the president of the ruling party, the MPLA. So which and uh, they did, I think they had their last congress, uh, I think uh, last last year. So uh, normally the mandate of uh, the president of their party. Uh, I think it is something of four or five years. So now he's stepping down now, okay, at the presidential, at the country, but he's still being the elected president of the MPLA. So which means that, okay, uh, even though he will not be in power as such, but he will be ruling if in case of the MPLA win, okay, then he will be, or he will still be ruling the country, you know, in in, uh, in in some ways, mm. yeah, there's a point. I, I want us to get straight to the crux of the matter. Your father's legacy, Jonas Savimbi, uh, is checkered at best. There are those who say he was one of the reasons why Angola did not achieve peace because he rejected peace over and over again. And here you are, you running uh, on your father's legacy, as it were. How is that going to work out for you? And do you think that you'll be able to convince people of a different legacy than some who remember it differently? I think this is, is a very interesting question, you know. Mm. But what I must say uh, is that uh, in terms of of the real image, okay, of Jonas Savimbi, you know, uh, Savimbi was portrayed, okay, a different from what the majority of the population of Angola feel about him. 
You know, today, for example, I am the son, as you already stated, and I, I am somebody who is free, okay? Uh, I can walk anywhere in Angola. You know, nobody, you know, care about it. Uh, at the contrary, people used to come to me, okay, to greet me, you know, to encourage me, you know, and to say, go ahead. Uh, this is uh, in one side. And on the other side, uh, you know, Savimbi did his best, okay? Of course, okay? We are in a political competition where, uh, you know, the objective of any political party, it is not just to be in the opposition. It is to make sure that you will get to power. But the circumstances of our, of our country, we are so complicated, you know, with the Cold War involved and, and so on. And we have come, unfortunately, to, to the situation where uh, we were before. But let me say that Savimbi, in 75, he is the one, okay, after uh, the three movements have signed the Alvor Accord, okay, with the Portuguese colonial masters, uh, Savimbi was the one who did his best to make sure that peace should be maintained in Angola. But unfortunately, the Cubans came in, you know, like we all know, and the atmosphere in the southern region has completely changed. But in 1991 also, when Savimbi and Dosanto signed the Bicese Peace Accord, what happened is that in 1992, we held elections very well. But... Uh, the general image that is given outside is that Savimbi refused, okay, the results of the elections, which is not the truth. Uh, what happened is that uh, we came up, I mean, UNITA came up, okay, with all sorts of informations, okay, and facts to say, please, something is wrong with these elections, okay? Mm -hmm. Rigging was present, and even the international observers were there. So, already, what happened is that we had to find ways of maybe negotiating power sharing, something like that. But also, at the end, I think it was somewhere in October, Sabimbi said, okay, for sick peace, I accept the results. But I know that they were rigging in the elections. Okay? And it was not Sabimbi who just went back to Bush. No. He was in Luanda, but it was even the employee that started to attack Yes, so having said yes, that, what yeah. are the real circumstances around your father's death? There are those who said, you know, Joseph Savimbi was paranoid. He was capable of killing uh, the leaders around him whom he felt threatened. And then there are those who say, uh, Jonas Savimbi, the leader of the downtrodden who was fighting uh, the corrupt elite. What is the real legacy and how did he actually die? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, first of all, uh, talking about the circumstances of his death. I can't tell anything because I was not there. Uh, at that period in 2002, I was a student. I was in Cote d'Ivoire, and later on, I was in Ghana. So I can't tell much mm. about it. But talking about the legacy and the situation and the image, okay, which is is portrayed about him, I think uh, the main legacy of Savimbi today in Angola is the one of somebody, okay, people today recognized, okay, that Savimbi was struggling for their own cause, not for him. And uh, that's why at the beginning of the conversation, I was telling that uh, it was good, okay, for UNITA to give time. Since 2002, uh, the MPDA today is alone with the whole power, you know. Before that, during the times of the war, it was very easy, okay, to blame Savimbi or UNITA. 
no water no electricity no whatever oh no it is a vimbi oh it is unita but 15 good years later on angola the population of angola still not having access to these basic things so today uh, you know our support is growing more and more because of that so they said oh and then during all those times we are blaming the wrong person you know maybe he could be he could do better for us than the current no president so what are point. the policy changes that you need to is putting forth uh, you working with a country that is severely compromised in terms of infrastructure and um, uh, you know the inequalities um the fact that uh, we spoke about the wealth of the country seem to be held by only a few and the people are not benefiting what are you proposing as policy changes to turn this around thank you very much uh, we have so many ideas about how we have to go with all those issues and uh, one of them for example we are always talking to our people about the need of getting back the citizenship of the people uh, when we are talking about this uh, i want to say that i mean that uh, unfortunately uh, in angola uh, and i think it is also a general problem of african countries uh, is like if you are not a member okay of the ruling party then you are in trouble even in terms of having like opportunities for jobs and so on for business you can't have it you know what happened uh, or what used to happen unfortunately uh, is that yeah, for example you go to a bank you have a business plan and you want a loan even though all your plan is proper okay is well planned is well uh, is very good but at the end of the day unfortunately they will ask you the party membership card you know and we do think that in our view we think this has to be changed this is one thing which has to be changed either unita comes to power or not but we have to make sure that you know citizenship has to be back in 30 second other policy proposals uh, the other one is to ensure also the independence of the three powers you know in angola it is the executive that is interfere into the judiciary and the legislative we do think that this is also it is a threat okay to the deepening of democracy in angola so this has to be changed completely the other one also which is important it is about economics you know we have to open up you know the angolan market you know we are in the sadak region but i know that like for a south african to get a visa to go to angola it's a problem why you know You know, we have to make sure that we, we are in the same region okay we have to come together and and form a common block okay what about if in angola f- for example you have to import from overseas you know like any basic foods why not from south africa for example or from any other country to make sure that we have a common market here and we become stronger and stronger this is one of our point but has for visas we do think that this is creating a lot of problems even for investors who are interested to go in angola Well, Rafael Savimbi, thank you very much for speaking to us. So he's UNITA's uh, Secretary General, the Opposition Party in Angola. He's also the son of uh, former Opposition Leader Jonas Savimbi.